morning. Good to be in the house of God. God bless each and every one that is here, that can be here. Bless those that are not able to be here. Truly, we serve a good God this morning. I was blessed with the different things that were shared. Uh, The children's lesson there, Jonathan, thank you. That that, uh, story touched my heart. (laughs) Maybe it's a little bit in light of also what's on my heart to share this morning, but uh, yeah, I was thinking uh, Myron was actually on for children's lesson and then Ron was going to take it and then Ron called last night and said he's sick. So Jonathan took it, but I was remained that when Jonathan was sharing that story about with God all things are possible, if I'm not mistaken, I think the last time that Ron had a children's lesson, he had about that verse 2, with God all things are possible about the rich young ruler. And he made a... He kind of made a snowflake or something and he cut it all up and then he was able to go through the eye of the needle, I think was the illustration. But with God, all things are possible. <clears throat> so I trust we were encouraged and blessed and uh, uh, with what has been shared already. <clears throat> I was thinking with, uh, let's see here, Daniel had uh, read the scriptures there about uh, going to the marriage. And I... Uh, We'll see if we get into that or not, but I had wanted to talk a little bit about marriage too, or at least touch on it. I thought that was interesting. And why did some of those not want to go to the marriage? Because they were busy doing their own things. What a sad, what a bad, what a whatever. Why would you, why would you rather go do your own little things that are all going to burn up and perish than to go to the wedding to be with Jesus. Well, let's let's have a word of prayer before we go into the message here this morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you this morning. We worship you. We praise you. God, thank you for being here with us. Thank you, Lord, for all that has been shared already, God. And I pray, O Lord, that our ears would be open to hear, even in that story, God, about the man that got converted and, and he heard the, the voice of God speaking to him that God keeps his promises, will he keep his? Oh Lord, I pray, Father, God, help us to hear your voice today. You are speaking, God, and you want to continue to speak, Lord, and God, help us to have ears to hear. And we know that Jesus, when he was on the earth, he said that different times. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Oh, God, I pray, give us ears to hear this morning. Lord, that it would change us, God, that it would uh, transform us, Lord. And and God, even the the, the song that we sang, God, there about being like Jesus. Oh, Lord, I pray, Father, help us, God, to to get a, oh, how should I say, Lord, that we would be encouraged again this morning. Oh, God, to be more like Jesus. Oh, Father, I pray the days and the weeks and the years that we have wasted away on other things, I pray, oh God, this morning that we would make a decision or make a a, a fresh commitment, oh God, to, to become more like your Son, the Lord Jesus. Oh, Lord, I pray. 
Have your way here with us this morning, God. We thank you. We worship you. We praise you. Thank you for being here, Lord. And God, we also pray for those that cannot be here this morning, that you would bless them, that you would uh, heal them, God. We ask for, for your healing touch on the different ones, Lord, God, that are able to be here this morning. Oh, Father, from uh, COVID to uh, uh, colds and different sicknesses that are going around. God, we pray, oh, Father, just be with your people, Lord. And we also want to thank you, God, for, for the release of those two captives in Haiti there, Lord. God, we pray that you would continue to work, Father, in the, in the lives of those that have taken them captive. We pray, God, oh, Lord, somehow, Father, that they would see God and that they would see, oh, Lord, uh, how should I say, the love of, of, of Jesus coming, flowing out of the, the lives of those that are still there, those 15 that are still held hostage. God, we pray, Lord, you work in mysterious ways, your wonders to perform. And God, we just pray, O oh Lord, you see the big picture, God. And we pray, O oh Father, continue to work and hear the cries of your people, Lord. God, and we know that you do. And we know, God, in your timing, Father, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to work out, God. And we thank you for that this morning, Lord. Thank you, God, even for our lives, Father. Here this morning, here we are. Not a very big group, God. And, and, uh, but, Lord, you care for each one of us. You care for those that are listening in. God, you care. And you, you have a plan for each one of us, God. And I pray, Lord... Help us to believe you this morning. Even as we look into more scriptures, I pray, God, for faith to rise up in our hearts, Lord. Oh, God, choosing to believe you, the one that can do all things. Father, we pray, have your way. And help me, Lord, just to be able to share what, what you laid on my heart, God. And Oh, Lord, I pray for your, for your wisdom and for your guidance and for your direction on what to say and what not to say. God, those things that, that, that I don't have to say that I wouldn't say them or that you wouldn't want me to say that I wouldn't say them. But, oh, God, help me to say those things that you would want me to say. We thank you and we praise you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> this song that we sang wasn't, it's not very familiar. The next one right across, Oh, to be like thee, is, is a lot more familiar to me, but what stood out to me was the last verse there. <clears throat> then the world shall always see Christ, the holy child, in me. If, uh, if you don't get anything else from the message this morning, I trust that uh, you will be encouraged to be more like Jesus. Then uh, I will feel uh, paid, <laughs> rewarded. <laughs> uh. So, let's see here. <clears throat> I have a title, and I was reading in my uh, devotions this past week in Galatians. And this is, I think this is where the, the, the title came from. I uh, <clears throat> thought maybe I should write it on the, on the board, but I think I'll just uh, I'll leave it. But the title is... Living by law or living by faith? Living by law or living by faith? 
What do you think when you hear that? Living by law or living by faith? <clears throat> well, I, uh, you know, normally I don't build a message off of a title. So I found myself yesterday feeling like I was a little running off course, if you will. So we'll see how this goes. <clears throat> but uh, this morning I was, yeah, I, uh, God, I believe, has a message for us. But living by law or living by faith, the result of the one is self-righteousness and the other is God's righteousness. The result of faith is righteousness. <clears throat> living by self is... Living by law, self is alive. Living by faith, self is dead. If you are living by faith, you're walking after the Spirit, and the result is righteousness. Romans 8, 4. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. I wasn't sure. Uh, maybe I'll just read over a couple of these things again. I thought I had another paper here, but somewhere it escaped me. Is there one laying on my... No, okay. I, uh, I had sent an email to a brother on this thing of, uh, of faith and righteousness. And uh, I wanted to read some of it, but that's okay. Maybe I wasn't supposed to read it. But uh, the result of the one is self-righteousness, the other one is God's righteousness. The result of faith is righteousness. Living by law, self is alive. Living by faith, self is dead. If you are alive, if you're living by faith, you're walking in the Spirit or after the Spirit, and the result is righteousness. Romans 8, 4 is a very familiar verse, I think. I have uh, memorized it, I think, uh, and I have at least meditated over the years. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Um, <clears throat> so the title again is Living by Law or Living by Faith. <clears throat> and I don't know, again, whether I'll be able to bring out clearly what I feel there is. I, <clears throat> how should I say? I feel like there's confusion on this whole aspect of law. And living by faith, I guess it's just the way I'll say it. <clears throat> Over the years, I have tried, to, I have looked into this subject, and I, uh, uh, in Romans there it says, he that is dead is freed from sin. And there was a day that I read that, and it was just rejuvenating. Um, <clears throat> he that is dead is freed from sin. When you see a person in a coffin and they're dead, they're, they're, uh, you walk past them and you're alive, and, and, but there's no connection between the, the two of you. He's simply uh, disconnected from this world, if you will. He's dead. 
But that whole, that whole thing of, uh, uh, how should I say, um, he that is dead is freed from sin. So if we're dead, sin has no power over us. So the person that is in the coffin does like this story that we heard about the man that was alcoholic and drank and had parties and so forth. It, uh, if, if, if there is a drunkard that dies and he's in the coffin and you put a bottle of beer or alcohol in front of him, will, 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 be, will he be enticed to uh, reach his arm out and take that bottle of alcohol? If he would, you wouldn't want to be there, right? <laughs> well, sorry, but do we get the picture here? He that is dead is freed from sin. Emancipation proclamation. He that is dead is freed from sin. <clears throat> Well, I have some scriptures here I wanted to look at, and I don't have a lot of gumption this morning, so uh, <clears throat> I'm going to try to keep uh, not too monotone that you fall asleep, but yet at the same time, uh, <clears throat> hopefully I can keep your attention. <clears throat> Let's go to Romans 1, 16 and 17. <clears throat> I might take some, oh, there is water here, sorry. <clears throat> Romans 1, 16 and 17 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Greek first and also to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Romans 3, 21, 22. But now the righteousness of of God without the law is manifest, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all, and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. Verse 21 is really the one I wanted, but it says there, but now the righteousness of God without law is manifested. Being witness in uh, chapter uh, 1 here, it says, being, uh, is that putting it in my own words, being made known <clears throat> unto all men. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed, it's made known. How? By faith. Those that live by faith. Uh, Let's go to Galatians now, 2, 16 to 21. Galatians 2, 
16 to 21. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by faith, by the faith of Christ, and not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. But if, while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners, is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. For if I build again the things which I destroy, I make myself a transgressor. For I through the law am dead to the law that I might live unto God. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh I live. How do I live? By the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Galatians 3, 1 to 14. Uh, I guess it's right after that. Foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you. This only would I learn of you. Receive ye the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. Are ye so foolish, having begun in the Spirit? Are ye now made perfect by the flesh? Have ye suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? He therefore that ministers to you the Spirit and worketh miracles among you, <clears throat> doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? That man that prayed for that boy in the hospital, did he do it by the works of the law or did he do it by faith or by the hearing of faith? Even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that day which are of faith the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faithful, so then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm going to put my glasses on. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is evident, for the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. That the blessing that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Or by, through, yes, through faith. <clears throat> uh, Galatians 5, 1-16, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Behold, I, Paul, say unto you, that if ye be circumcised, Christ shall profit you nothing. For I testify again to every man that is circumcised that he is a debtor to do the whole law. Christ has become of no effect unto you. Whosoever you are justified by the law, you're fallen from grace. For we through the Spirit wait for the hope of righteousness. How? By faith. For in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. Ye did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. I have confidence in you through the Lord that he will be none otherwise minded, but he that troubleth you shall bear his judgment whosoever he be. 
And I, brethren, if I yet preach circumcision, why do I yet suffer persecution? All that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. If you are righteous, can we say you will uh, uh, suffer or face persecution? <clears throat> if I, brethren, if I yet preach circumcision, why do I yet suffer persecution? Then is the offense of the cross cease? I would they were even cut off which trouble you. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye do not consume one another. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. <clears throat> Let's go to one more, Philippians 3, 5. <clears throat> To ten. <clears throat> Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of the Hebrews, is touching the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, touching the righteousness. Listen to this. Touching the righteousness, which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those I count a loss for Christ. Ye doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung that I may win Christ, and be found in Him, not having mine own righteousness which is of the law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His suffering being made conformable unto His death. <clears throat> May that, be our, may that be our prayer, our cry. May we, join, may we join with Paul this morning. Uh, as far as to have that cry, Oh, that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection, the fellowship of His suffering, be made conformable unto His death. <clears throat> Well, I read some different scriptures here, and uh, I'm just—I was just amazed again, looking at some of these scriptures this morning, early this morning. It's like Paul. There's a, there's a. He he talks about this thing a lot, and again, the title is "Living by Law or Living by Faith." There is a big difference between living by law or living by faith. The one results in sin, and we read that here in Galatians. I, 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 as I was reading through here, I wanted to go back to that and just make a point. Uh, it says here, Galatians 3, uh, chapter 3, verse... Uh, I'm sorry, it's chapter 5. He goes through there. We've read the whole thing pretty much to the end here. Then he says, uh, let me just read the last couple of verses here, 13. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty. Only use not liberty for occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But... If ye bite and devour one another, take heed that ye cannot consume one of another. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. But if we're living by law, this is exactly what happens. 
This is what I think Paul was saying happens, people that live by law. It, uh, they, they, they end up sinning. I'll say it that way. They end up sinning. <clears throat> if you live by, strictly by law, you end up sinning. And I don't know if there's anyone here this morning that is questioning this thing of law and how the whole thing all flows together and ties together. And, and I, can, uh, I can rest assure you, till, the, till we're done here, we're not going to be lawless Christians. <laughs> That's not the point. Paul is not... He, he says that over and over. If you're dead, you're free from sin. And then to come back and say we're free to do what we want to do is, 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 is garbage. <clears throat> Brendan, you had there the Sermon on the Mount. Yes, last night. I uh, remembered a preacher years ago. Keith Daniels preached a message. And I encourage anyone to listen to it. He preached. Sermon on the Mount, and I think they said he quoted the whole sermon by heart. <clears throat> and then he preached. And there was no, to me, that message, it probably preached it 20, I don't know how many years ago. We're out here, how many years? 27. It could be almost 30 years ago that he preached that message. <clears throat> but it was a powerful message. And he didn't mince his words either in that message. And I think in that message he says, I didn't listen to the whole thing last night. I was kind of after something. Uh, but he said something in that message about Christ came and he lifted up the bar much higher yet. Want to get discouraged? <laughs> you think the old four, the Ten Commandments were high to live up to? Well, Jesus comes along and all of a sudden He raises the bar so much higher. How are we ever going to get there? How are we ever going to do it? You know, one of the purposes of the law is is to bring us to the place where we say we can't do it. That's the purpose of the law. One of the purposes of the law the schoolmaster is to bring us to Christ. To bring us to the One who can do all things. But you know what hinders God from doing all things in our own lives? Is our unbelief. And I'm not harping on anyone here this morning. Please hear me. But I believe this I have looked at this subject, and I have looked at this subject, and I'll say this this morning. I wrote Dale Heisey an email yesterday, and he responded, and that's what I was going to read, but uh, maybe the Lord didn't want me to read it. But I will say, Dale helped me out with some of this. I thank God for it. I will say that I lived in confusion too many years. But yet, there was something, it's like, Lord, there's something out there more than what I am walking and what I'm living in. And it's so simple, and we've heard it. We heard it over the pulpit here probably many times. But somehow there's a disconnect. Somehow there's a disconnect. 
And I think one of the things is, is this whole confusion on law. Because we have these out there that they say we're justified by faith and, and, and we're, we're free from the law and, and, and hey, the Christian life is great. Don't you bring any bondage on me. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, no, God doesn't bring bondage on us. He sets us free so that we can live the law that Christ brought. We can truly live up to that law, but it's not done by our own might, our own power. It's not done by what we have, but it's done by His Spirit within us. And again, maybe I'll just make a note here. The reason I believe, I had mentioned earlier about unbelief, and also the, the aspect of that we tend to take things or try to do things too much in our own. That's just who we are as individuals, as people. We don't have to trust God. I mean, we can do it ourselves. We have money. We have, we have assets. We have this. We have that. We have intellect. We have training. We have a lot of good things, and they're not all bad. But if we lean on those things, God cannot work. God cannot work. So you want God to work in your life? Quit living by law and start living by faith. (laughs) Uh, Or I should maybe not quite say it that way, but it it comes down to that. And we read these different scriptures here. Well, I wasn't sure where I wanted to all go with. I, I thought of these three different, uh, maybe we'll just quickly go through them. The three different uh, parables, if you will. Well, the, this, the rich young ruler was not a parable. Maybe I'll just kind of go through with what I jotted down here. It's in Mark 10, 17, 27, the rich young, about the rich young ruler. Um, uh, I just kind of, this is my own, uh, uh, I just kind of put this together. When was it last night? The rich young ruler came to Jesus. He was a good boy. He was living by the law. Jesus loved him. Or it says there that, that as, as this, this rich young ruler came to Jesus, it says that Jesus loved him. That stood out to me, and I wondered. Actually, I said this to my family at home uh, the other morning in our family devotions. I said, so what was it that stood out to Mark? Uh, Mark, I think, wrote it. Uh, what stood out to Mark? that Jesus loved this rich young ruler? What was it that he saw that Jesus loved this rich young ruler? What was it? Did he give him a gift? I don't think so. But what was it? What did he see? There's something that he saw that as Jesus responded to this rich young ruler, he saw somehow the love of God, the love of Jesus coming out of Jesus. And that stood out to to Mark. But anyways, let's go on. He was a good boy, but Jesus said, so all that you have, give to the poor, and in essence, come and live by faith. The cost was too high. He was self-confident, self-righteous man and was not willing to pay the price. His riches blinded his eyes from seeing Jesus for who he was. It was way too humiliating to do what Jesus was asking him to do. 
he, uh, <clears throat> he was too uppity up in this world. The cost was too high. His riches blinded his eyes. And he ended up being a fool to walk away from Jesus. He walked away from Jesus, probably ended up being a good law-abiding citizen. But he chose to live by law rather than to live by faith. <clears throat> now we have the prodigal. Uh, the prodigal and the older son. <clears throat> In Luke 15.1, the younger son asked his father for his inheritance. He was, uh, he was blind and dead in trespasses and sin. He left home because he wanted to live for himself. He wasted his substance with riotous living. And there was a day that came, he came to himself, his eyes were open, and all of a sudden he realized how good his father was. And he headed for home. His father, when he saw him coming, ran on his neck and kissed him. Now what Jesus did in essence, he loved that rich young ruler. This father was waiting to see his son come home. And when he saw him come, he, he ran and he fell on his neck and he kissed him. The son confessed his sin and humbled himself before his father. His father made a feast for his son that came home. There was mercy, forgiveness, restoration, fellowship. Can I say the son was living by faith and was receiving the blessing of it? <clears throat> but unfortunately, there was another son. Well, maybe I shouldn't say unfortunately. But there was another son that was not... <clears throat> living by faith and was not happy with what was happening. He was angry that his father made a feast for his younger brother. What was wrong with the elder brother? Let's see what he said. Verse 29. I serve thee. This is what the elder son was saying to the father. I serve thee. I kept thy commandments. You never made a feast for me, in essence, is what he said. He was living by law. There is no spiritual fellowship with the one that is living by law. It hinders fellowship. He was self-righteous, having a pity party. He was out by himself, away from fellowship. And the son came home and they were, they were, they, they, they were having fellowship and they were having a, 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 a sweet time together of, 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 of enjoying each other's uh, presence and, and, and fellowship in here. This elder son was outside somewhere disconnected. He was out by himself away from fellowship and that's exactly what happens. If we're living by law, not living by faith, we can do all the right things, but there is no relationship with God or with a true spiritual brother or sister. This is, that is the result of living by law. He was self-righteous, having a pity party, and, and I don't think I'm being too hard on him. I think that is how it was. He was self-righteous, having a pity party, and he was out by himself, away from fellowship. <clears throat> and now we have one more, the Pharisee and the publican. And I need to turn to that, because I didn't take the time to, uh, to jot things down. <clears throat> Let's go to Luke chapter 18. <clears throat> The first, oh, I'm sorry, Luke chapter 18, 9 to, 4, 9 to 14. Let's just read it here, 9 to 14. And he spake this parable unto certain which trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went out into the temple to pray, the one a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank thee that I'm not as other men are, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this publican, I fast twice in the week and I give tithes of all that I possess. 
And the publican standing afar would not lift up so much as his eyes unto heaven, but smote his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. <clears throat> I know this is a familiar account, but it's interesting as we were just talking about this thing a little bit last night. <clears throat> This Pharisee, what, what, does, what does it say about the Pharisee? It says that he stood and he prayed thus with himself. How do you pray with yourself? It's a pretty lonely life to have fellowship with yourself, to pray with yourself. It's, it's a pretty lonely life. <clears throat> I don't know if sometimes, I guess we talk to ourselves. <laughs> you ever talk to yourself? <laughs> I don't know. It, I mean, it's just he was talking to himself. And I think maybe the point here is, is he, was not, he was not having fellowship with God. He was simply talking to himself. He was simply, and I, and I thought of this too, he probably enjoyed to hear himself pray. Do you enjoy hearing yourself pray? Or are you praying to the one who wants to hear what you have to say? There's a big difference. Surely not. You wouldn't pray to hear yourself pray, would you? Don't my prayers sound good? Pretty lonely life. Pretty lonely life. And of course, uh, let's see here. Well, I did think of this whole aspect. Uh, maybe, I, yeah, maybe I'll just put it in here. But it says there in John somewhere about, uh, except a kernel of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. And that verse there has has been one of those verses over the years that, and I remember, I remember one time responding here, I think it was here, well, the altar, maybe we just went, I don't know how it, how it all played out. But anyways, I ended up out there in the, out there in the, in the, in the shed out there. Uh, I think Larry was out there with those that had responded. But that verse was very near, clear in my mind. That's exactly how I felt. I felt alone. And the Bible, and that verse says, except a kernel of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. <clears throat> Anyways, let's see what else is in here. Uh, so the Pharisee prayed with himself. His prayers did not go reach God. It was just a, a show like we heard this morning. Brendan, in the, in the opening, he, he was patting himself on the back. He was, I fast twice in the week and I give tithes of all that I possess. <clears throat> So he was, he was thinking he was a pretty good boy. But you can be a pretty good boy and you can be a pretty good girl and still not be right with God. Still not have the righteousness of Christ. It takes more than being a good girl or a good boy. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be. Be as good as you can be. But there is a point there's a time when each one of us, if we truly come to the Lord, we come and we realize we're not good enough. We're not good enough. Why did that rich young ruler walk away? I don't know. I'd like to think that somewhere down the road that the light went on. I don't know if it did or not. I don't know that the Bible records that. But I would like to think that the light went on for him. <clears throat> but he walked away from Jesus there and was still 
probably patting himself on the back that he was a good boy. He was a good boy. And somehow he wrestled through those feelings. It does say that he went away grieved in his heart. He wanted eternal life. And I don't know how he thought through that whole thing. <clears throat> Did we read there? I don't think we even brought that out. Verse, that verse out, Jonathan, about uh, Jesus. And they talked about it. And Jesus would have said, with men things are impossible, but with God all things are possible. Even that man, even that rich young ruler, there was still an opportunity for him to repent, for his eyes to be opened. So that should give us all give us hope. <clears throat> but if we live by law and not by faith, uh, <clears throat> yeah, we will live in darkness. <clears throat> so let's see the response of this other one here, quick. Uh, the, 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 the Pharisee and the publican. So what was the publican's response? He didn't have much to say, did he? Brennan, he was, there, he was not wordy. He was not, had a bunch of uh, uh, things to say. But this is what he said. <clears throat> um, he smote his breast and he said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. The light went on. He saw for who he, for, he saw who he was in light of God. And he said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And then what, 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 what does the, the, the scripture say here in verse 14? I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone that exalteth himself shall be abased, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. <clears throat> Sorry. My notes were kind of in the front and the back of the book. <clears throat> For I through the law am dead to the law that I might live unto God. This is uh, Galatians 2.19. Well, let's see here. Let me just quote it again. Galatians 2.19. It says, For I through the law am dead. Yeah, let's turn to Galatians 2.19. I didn't want to. Look at that a little bit more. We read it already, but uh, Galatians 2.19, it says, For I through the law am dead to the law that I might live unto God. What is Paul saying here that he is dead to the law? Verse 20, it says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. I do not frustrate the grace of God. For if righteousness, remember the uh, faith, uh, how should I say this? <clears throat> the result of faith is righteousness. The result of unbelief, can we say, is unrighteousness. <clears throat> Paul is saying here, I do not frustrate the grace of God, for if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. Going back to verse 19 there, for I through the law am dead to the law. What's he saying there as far as being dead to the law? Well, I'd like to go to Romans now, 7, 1 to 7. 
This is, I think, another familiar passage here that I have dug into over the years. I think we'll just read it here. Romans 1, 1 to 7. Know ye not, brethren, for I speak to them that know not the law, how that the law hath dominion over a man as long as he liveth for a woman. For the, for the woman which hath an husband is bound by the law to her husband as long as she liveth. But if the husband be dead, she is loose from the law of her husband. So then if while her husband liveth, she be married to another, she be called an adulteress. But if her husband be dead, she is freed from that law, so that she is no adulteress, though she be married to another man. Wherefore, my brethren, ye also are become dead to the law. There it is again. Dead to the law. By the body of Christ, that ye should be married to another, even to him who is raised from the dead, that we should bring forth fruit unto God. For we were in the flesh... <clears throat> Excuse me here. For when we were in the flesh, the motions of sin which were by the law did work in our members to bring forth fruit unto death. But now we are delivered from the law that being dead wherein we were held that we should serve in newness of spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. Living by law or living by faith. The oldness of the letter. What shall we then say? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin but by the law. For I had not known lust, except the law had said, Thou shalt not covet. So now we have the same word in verse 4 here, dead to the law. Uh, Let's see here. Daniel, did you hear something about marriage in what I read? Were you listening? (laughs) It says here about being married to the law or being married to Christ. Which one would you want to be married to? Vernon, which one do you want to be married to? Christ. Amen. Why not to the law? Well, I thought it was supposed to bring life. What's that? It hasn't worked. Okay, you're a wise man. It hasn't worked. Well, I think Paul says the very same thing, doesn't he? Uh, I should have looked at that a little bit more. In, I think it's in chapter 7 here. <sighs> Anyways, we won't go there. But uh, yeah. <clears throat> Which one do you want to be married to? <clears throat> well, I think we all know the answer. Vernon gave the right answer. But just think about it. The law... I I think I remember sharing a little bit on this years ago out at Glory, uh, the whole thing here of, of the law. You know, you can the law did not come to help us. The law will not. So let's say you, you, you this woman is married to the law. Okay, yeah, this woman is married to the law, and the law is very. The, it says there the r- law is righteous. Or spiritual. It says spiritual. The law is spiritual. We didn't read it, but it's here in... uh, uh, Maybe you can find it there in Romans 7. The law is spiritual. So this law that is asking this woman to do all these things, and there she sits. She can't necessarily find fault in what she's asking her to do. But she can't do it! She falls, she finds herself falling short. 
And the law just, the husband just sits there on his... uh, uh, Can I say, I think I'm okay to say this. So the law sits there on the throne, if you will. The husband sits there on his throne and he just tells this woman what to do. But he will not lift one finger. Ladies, oh, would you want a husband like that that doesn't lift one finger to help you? But you are, everything that you say, your, your, your dear wife cannot find fault with. And you just, you just, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the law. The law is fine. The husband is fine. But he doesn't help the wife. You want to be married to the law? I don't want to be. The law did not come to help us. The law came to show us. Again, we go back probably in the beginning here what I was saying. The law came to show us that we can't do it. And that we need Christ. We need Jesus. He will come and help us. How should I say? Fulfill the law. Which one are you married to, law or Christ? The one that is married to the law is not dead. The one that is married to Christ is dead or has died or is dead. In that way, Paul is bringing it in, in the way that Paul is bringing it out in Romans, Galatians, and Colossians. There's another verse in Colossians, said, uh, Colossians 3 that says, we didn't read it, but it says that ye are dead. But your life is hid with Christ in God. Ye are dead. <clears throat> uh, so Paul, Paul brings that point out different times. The one that is married to Christ has died or is dead in the way Paul is bringing it out in uh, Romans, Galatians, and Colossians. <clears throat> is not dead. Romans... So now we want to just look a little bit here at Romans 6, 11. I better move on here. I'll, I'll run out of time. Uh, 6 to 11, we have this beautiful passage of Scripture. And I'm just going to read it and maybe expound on it as we go down through. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Colossians says, ye are dead. Know ye not. Let me read verse 2 again. God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Don't you know, know ye not, that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into His death? Therefore, we are buried with Him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of His death, we shall be also in the likeness of His resurrection. Knowing this, mark it down, know this, that our old man is crucified with Him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For He, that very precious verse, chapter chapter 6, verse 7, for He that is dead is freed from sin. Verse 14 says, for sin shall not have dominion over you. 
Praise the Lord, for he that is dead is free from sin. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Now, verse 8. Now, if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Jesus died one time. He would die no more. Death, death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that you should obey its lust thereof. And we could read on there, but I think we'll stop. <clears throat> I think I just wanted to read. Yeah, but anyways, that's a beautiful Beautiful verses there. Reckoning yourselves to be dead. Uh, Let's see here if I can make sense of my notes here quickly. For me personally, it has been a help to understand this position of meditate on these verses. This, this, this stood out to me, this thing of where it says here in verse 5, for we have been planted together in the likeness of His death. What does that mean? How does that play out? What is He saying there? In the likeness of His death. There is, a, there is something very beautiful here, reckoning ourselves dead and just understanding our position in Christ. That when Jesus died, I'll, I'll put, say it in term, my simple terms, when Jesus died, I died. You mean I don't have to, you mean I don't have to crucify myself? <clears throat> By faith, we are crucified. That's a faith position that we need to take. And if you are walking around and feeling like sin has power over you, you are going to sin. Why? Because you're believing that. If you, if you reckon, if we reckon ourselves to be dead indeed unto sin and alive unto God, we reckon ourselves dead. And we walk in that, how should I say, that, that, in that position, that, that knowledge, that You mean I can walk through this world and I don't have to sin? Okay, we could go to to, uh, John there and give a clarifier there, but I think we know what that verse says. If any man sin, we had an echo with the Father. But let's not become so loose on the other side where we just sin and repent and sin and repent. There is much higher plane to live. And I believe it comes down to this thing of Seeing this position, our position in Christ. And I'm probably not doing a very good job in explaining that this morning, but just to underscore that, there's something very beautiful in here. It has been a help to me, and I trust it can be a help to anyone that is, uh, that is in the, in the uh, wilderness or in the is struggling or whatever. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, this whole thing of, of the law, it's not the law that is the problem, it's we that are the problem. 
Sometimes it takes God a long time to get us to understand and see this. He brings us into situations and we have a choice to make. To take things into our own hands or die and trust Him and look to Him and only do what He asks us to do, living by faith. God's ways are beautiful. Let us walk in God's ways, living by law or living by faith. And the children of Israel, and it just hit me this morning as I thought of this and as I jotted this down. I remember, I, 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 I have, I remember praying over the years this, this in, 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 uh, in Hebrews there where it, God was grieved with the children of Israel because they did not know His ways. And my prayer over the years has been, Lord, I want to understand Your ways. And it just hit me. The children of Israel, they did not understand God's ways and therefore they could not enter into the land of Canaan. It cost them much. You know, it costs us to surrender all to Jesus, but it costs more to go our own way or not to die to our, or, uh, to, yeah, to be dead to self and sin and all that. It'll cost us more. <clears throat> Okay, I want to I wanna wrap this thing up, but I had a couple thoughts here yet uh, that I just jotted down. <clears throat> Sorry if I'm not very organized. <clears throat> Living by law is what I have done and can do. We get that? Living by law is what I, can, what I have done and what I can do. And just think about those three different accounts that we read about the prodigal and the uh, Pharisee and the... And the and the rich young ruler. <clears throat> Living by law is what I have done and can do. Living by faith is what God has done and will do in your life, my brother, my sister. <clears throat> the reason we face condemnation is because we are trying to save ourselves. There is therefore now no condemnation to those which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. Can we walk after the Spirit and not take this can we walk after the Spirit and not take this position of death that Paul is talking about? And my answer was no. If you don't agree with that, talk to me. I, I, yeah, I'd like to discuss it further. Can we walk after the Spirit and not take this position of death that Paul is talking about? May we stay in this position of death, reckoning ourselves dead, and the enemy will have no grounds to work. When we are alive, he has grounds to work. I think we all know that, but I just thought in light of what I was sharing, it's very... Very uh, uh, ties all in. You know, when we're dead, when a person is in the coffin and is dead, he doesn't respond to anything. And we can actually live the Christian life to where we're dead, to our old, I don't know, there's different people who look at that, the old thing of uh, whether the old man dies or whether we're still in the flesh or all. We still are in the flesh, but how to uh, theologize all that. I just say... <clears throat> Let's get the point of what Paul is saying. Let's not get too hung up on making sure that we have all our I's dotted and T's crossed in this thing of whether the old man, uh, yeah, that whole thing of the old man. Some of you know, I think, what I'm talking about. <clears throat> but all I want, brothers and sisters, is I don't want just the, th I mean, we do need to have right theology. Don't get me wrong. I believe to have right theology will actually help us to, to live a uh, walk straighter, if you will. But you can have right theology and still not walk straight. <clears throat> okay. Let's wrap it up here. Result of faith is righteousness. First Peter. This was a verse that I was thinking 
where was it? The other week it was about uh, the exceeding great and precious promises. Ah, I better turn to it. Giving <clears throat> us exceeding great and precious promises that we might, according, okay. According as his divine, it's in Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. According as his divine power hath given unto all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. God has given us exceeding great and precious promises, brothers and sisters. We do not have to live in, in the low land. God wants us to come up, if you will, and live by faith and see the, the life or that, 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 God, that, that the life of Christ can be manifested in and through our lives. <clears throat> the result of faith is righteousness, to be like Jesus. <clears throat> we have in John first John. John about, uh, uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, First John 2, it says, uh, 6, it says, He that saith he abideth him ought himself to walk even as he walked. To walk like Jesus. You mean it's possible to walk like him? And I, as, I, as I was looking at this and thinking about this, uh, I, this, is, this is my thought, it is, this is, verse is more than a command. It is also a promise that we can be like Jesus. We can walk like He walked. Okay. All right, Matthew nine twenty nine. It's about those two men, I think, that were, that were blind. Or was it one? I forget. We're not going to turn there for the sake of time. But uh, they asked to be healed, and, and Jesus said to them, according to your eyes, according to your faith, so shall be it unto you. And their eyes were opened. <clears throat> Let's believe God's word that we can be like Jesus. If we say that we have faith and are not becoming more and more like Jesus, our faith is dead. Faith without works is dead, James says. If we say we have faith and are not becoming more and more like Jesus, our faith is dead. We better check, uh, see, and figure out what's going on. Let us live by faith, walk by faith, trusting Him, believing Him. <clears throat> Praying the prayer of faith. Have Him open our eyes and that we can behold His wondrous ways that He wants us to walk in. <clears throat> And now I want to tell you just a little story, yet this is the end then. Just a little story or something that happened this past week. I think it was Monday. I was there in the showroom, uh, in the showroom or the shop, and I took this, uh, it was a, a little glass, uh, it was a storm door, and I took this glass unit out, and, and there was two pins that were broken, so I had two little screws that I took out. And uh, I got other pins, and I put it in, and, and, and I put the one screw in, and then, then I looked for the other one. I couldn't find it. That ever happened to you? Little screws run away somehow. They get feet and they run out the door. <clears throat> well, that's what I thought happened to that little screw. And somehow it came to me years ago. We were here at church before this whole thing was built on. 
and uh, <clears throat> we lost something. It was out in the driveway, and I think Richard Beachy was here. Your brother was here, and uh, <clears throat> and I think he was the one that suggested it. Well, let, let's pray, and that came to me. It's like, you mean I should? Pr- I, I forget what I thought my minute, but I, I it's like, okay, Lord. So I prayed. I said, Lord. I forget exactly what I prayed, but I, I, I think I had a little bit of faith. I, I must have, because you need to hear the end of the story. <laughs> Maybe God was merciful to me. I don't know. <laughs> but I prayed, and I gave it to the Lord. Ron, I was waiting on the Lord. You know, like you preached the other, whatever, uh, Sunday. I was waiting on the Lord, and that evening, I was sitting in, that ch- in a chair, and... and I guess we were talking. There were some people there or whatever. We were talking. And I was sitting there. And, oh, hey, there's my screw. And there it was. And I was thinking, wow. Thank you, Lord. You're a good God. Uh, one more thing is, this wasn't necessarily the, why I bring this story up. The point is this. As I was thinking of this thing of faith. Did you know... That when you have faith, that your eyes open and, and you see the screw. That's the point. You get it? When you pray in faith, when you pray in faith, your eyes are open. I don't know if God, if that screw was there all that time. It probably was. I don't know if it was. I didn't see it at lunchtime or wherever it was. But I prayed. And somehow, because of that prayer of faith, if you will, even as weak as it was, God opened my eyes, and there I saw it. Brothers and sisters, let us, let us read this book and not just read it as a history book, but let us read this book and read these promises and the promises that we read in here. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing of the Word of God. Let us believe what it says in here that we can walk like Jesus. That's a high calling. But I tell you, does Jesus, is he like that law master, that husband that is sitting on the throne and, and, and with a big stick and if you, don't, if you don't do what I say, if you don't walk like I do, whoo! No. He wants us to come to the place where we see we can't do it and we fall on our face and we say, Lord, have mercy. I can't do it. But God, Lord, I look to you. Live your life through me. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe you what you have promised in your word that you can do this in and through my life. Thank you, Lord. God can do that for you. God can do that for anyone. That's not a work salvation. And let me tell you, this thing of works, I feel like we have somehow, maybe, I don't know. Faith produces works, brothers and sisters. Let us not get that thing mixed up. Let us not put the heart, the, 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 the buggy behind, behind the horse, or the horse behind the buggy, or whatever you say. Let us make sure we have things. Let us make sure we're seeing it God's way. Praise the Lord. May God have his way. I actually finished at 12 o'clock, Daryl. God bless you. I'll turn the time over to Randall.